He's Mr. Composure for the end of the game to bring a team from behind to win. You can't win anything with kids. You know, it was, I actually thought it was fantastic. And I don't know if you can hold back the hype. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball, daily. And you're welcome along. Sunday's Off the Ball is coming at you. Paper review live from two o'clock. Gavin Cooney, the 42, and Connor McKeown of The Independent with us here in studio. We have live Premier League commentary in the guise of Newcastle against Arsenal. Half past four. Brian Kerr uh, will be on co commentary for that one. We'll chat to him around four. That is not to mention. Provincial football finals will be joined by uh, Colin Boyle, presently uh, head of Galway Sligo and Castle Bar. And then it's Limerick for the Munster football final. James O'Donoghue will join us for Clare against Kerry. That is a four o'clock throw in, 1.45 uh, start in Connacht. 53106, the text number. We are at Off the Ball on uh, Twitter. So we'll be along to Colin Boyle very shortly. Anne Marie Donnan here in the studio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. So bring us up to speed. What's going on today on this very busy Sunday? Yeah, busy enough and Gaelic Games naturally top of the agenda. Football takes centre stage today. Two senior provincial deciders down for decision as you mentioned. Galway and Sligo meet in the Connacht final in Castle Bar. That throws in at McHale Park at a quarter to two. Pork Joyce's side looking to win the Nestor Cup for a second consecutive year. There was a curtain decider or a curtain raiser sorry to this. The ladies Connacht football final between Galway and Mayo and it's finished comfortable enough victory for Mayo 3-13 to two goals and nine points for Galway so Mayo this year's Connacht ladies champions elsewhere then Kerry will look to make it three Munster titles in a row and 84 overall when they take on Clare at the Gaelic Grands in Limerick that's at four and also in ladies football today Dublin host Leash in round two of the Leinster Championship while in Ulster Donegal all take on Armagh in Munster then it's Cork against Kerry and Waterford host Tipperary all of those games throw in at two uh, There is a cloud over the Munster football final it must be said I'm, I'm sure plenty of you have seen the reports at this stage Ellen Clifford mother of David and Pawdy has very sadly passed away so uh, we've no idea if the two lads will play uh, this afternoon, I'm sure they've uh, far more important things on their mind at the moment. So that's very sad news. There'll be a moment silence before uh, throwing in the Munster football final. So uh, that is very sad news from the Clifford family, uh, which has come through over the last 24 hours or so. Uh, there is hurling today. Yeah, there's one hurling game. It's in the Leinster Championship with Antrim taking on Kilkenny at Corrigan Park. That is just getting underway in Belfast. The Munster Senior Hurling Championship obviously remains wide open after last night's game at Porky Cueve. Cork and Tipperary played out a 419 to 225 draw in Cork in a game that had a frantic finish. It was Cork who got the 419, and three of the game's goals were scored in the final 12 minutes of play. Cork came back from five points down to level with a late 2 4 burst to Tips 1. So Cork dominated that last 10 minutes. Fair to say that Tipperary kind of dominated the rest of the game. The result means that both sides have a win and a draw from their opening two games and one more victory should be enough to see them advance beyond the provincial stage. It's so weird. Limerick are most people's favourites for the All-Ireland, but definitely their toughest quest is going to be get out of this Munster Championship. Yeah, extraordinary finale to the game 
last night. Really amazing. Munster hurling is alive and well, that's for sure. Uh, we do have Premier League today. Yes, and Arsenal can't afford any slip-ups against Newcastle in the Premier League this afternoon. There's no early game, so that's the first game of the day. It's at half past four. The Gunners are four points adrift of leaders Manchester United after they survived a scare to beat Leeds 2-1 yesterday. Today's game at St James's Park kicks off at half four. The scare between City and Leeds was a 2-1 win for Pep Guardiola's side at the Etihad yesterday. City led... 2-0 before Ilkay Gundogan who was on a penalty or on a hat-trick missed a penalty and then Moreno got a goal back for the visitors in the 85th minute but the champions did hold on for the three points so this means that Sam Allardyce has three games left to save Leeds and earn a reported £2.5 million bonus he says there are positive to take from yesterday's result well, We changed half time in terms of not so much the system but just about pushing up the pitch a little bit farther not sitting as deep as we were and making sure that our possession became much much better than it was we kept giving the ball back to city and we stopped doing that and when we stopped doing that we found a few spaces and grew in confidence a little bit uh and then we gave a stupid penalty away, which would have spoiled the whole second half performance, apart from Joel making what was a wonderful save. Um, and then we go to the other end and score, and now the game's on then, isn't it? And uh, Manchester City may, if we'd have played a few balls better from there, may have given us another opportunity, because they were actually showing a, a bit of nerves at that stage, because when you get Man City playing on the corner flag in the last five or ten minutes, you know that, you know, you must still be in with a chance. Yes, so that's Sam Allardyce there after that 2-1 loss to Manchester City. But he did say that there were many positives to take out of it. And he was particularly asked about the belief that they can get out of, you know, putting it up to City. I think Leeds are going to stay up. Well, the Newcastle next, it's not an easy run in for them is the problem. If they get a point out of the West Ham game, mm-hmm. the belief and the resurgence that would come from that, and then they've Tottenham at home, Ellen Road, last day of the season, yeah. what they'd take out of the West Ham game, I yeah. think would see them get over the line against Tottenham. No disrespect to Tottenham, but pretty much no, anyone can beat Tottenham at the moment. Say, you don't have to say no disrespect to Tottenham. Yeah. I don't think. No one's going no to be uh, offended on their behalf. Yeah, no, I take the point. I take the point. I mean, they were destroyed yesterday, despite what he's saying. 81% possession City. I mean, Haaland's gifting the penalty to Gundogan. I don't think they were that nervous. Um, maybe a touch, but Wayne Rooney in the Sunday Times, we'll get onto it later on with Connor and uh, Gavin, but he says, he starts off by saying, Manchester City will not just beat Real Madrid in the Champions League semi-final, they will blow them away. So he's just basically writing about how City are off the charts. Uh, phenomenal. You have to put City up there with United's 99 uh, treble winners. Talks about his 08 side being a great side. But um, what City are doing is way beyond what we did. So Wayne Rooney effusive about just how good City are. That's Tuesday night, isn't it? Tuesday night, yeah. You can't write off Real in Europe, though. Like Liverpool went into the Champions League final. Okay, probably not to the standard that City are at at the moment. But a lot of people's favourites. And Real got one chance. And that's all they need. There is something very curious about them, I grant you. But it's like Kilkenny and Hurling or Kerry and football. It's their, I know it's cringe, but their God-given right to win it. Like 
I would agree with you totally. And yet this year I'm far more in the Rooney camp. I think City will blast them. Yeah, I suppose on paper they should. Yeah. But I don't know. The Champions League in general has been so disappointing this season. Very I hope, flat this year. I yeah. hope we get two good semis because the Milan derby probably will be good, even though you'd imagine the winners coming out of Real City. But hopefully they're two good semis. Well, reading Jonathan Liu's piece in the Observer today, he went over to Milan. It's really interesting. I mean, it charts the decline of the two clubs over the last 15 years or so. But the mood in the city is that Inter will cruise through. Okay. Yeah. So there are quotes from even there's a Milan, AC Milan official who works at the club Mm -hmm. and his line off the record as in don't uh, anonymously rather than off the record is our only hope is Pep Guardiola. Right, okay. As if we don't have a chance of stopping Inter in the semi-finals. So uh, who knows? Yeah, it could end up being a slightly flat Champions League, the first flat one in a long time. If City were to cruise past Madrid, if that match doesn't deliver, and if Inter cruise past Milan and then you'd assume City will win the final well, yeah. we could be sitting here wondering, was there a nail-biting there match a in nail the whole thing? It? No, I can't off the top of my head think back to one. Which is unusual. It has a lot of credit in the bank, the Champions League, so we'll forgive it one off here. Anyway, where are we? Champions League chasing Manchester United will hope to bounce back from a midweek setback at Brighton with a win this evening away to West Ham. That game kicks off at the London Stadium at seven o'clock. Manchester United have a terrible record in London this season. I think they've only won the once. Liverpool kept the pressure on United yesterday with a 1-0 win over Brentford at Anfield. Mo Salah scoring there for Jurgen Klopp's side, his 100th time to do so at Anfield. His manager spoke about him after the game. Who joins us live from, from Anfield. Yeah, it's all legal and all that state. Jürgen, Jamie Redknapp, congratulations on the win. Thank I want to talk you. about um, Trent Alexander-Arnold's position and how much you're enjoying it as a manager. It depends on the very, very thing in last that in, in the Super. In terms of your signings, you've had some good ones. Is he up there with the best? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I can't see him stopping because um, that's just his nature. So I think as an as a offensive player, you need to have this desire to score goals. But we all think a lot of people forget how many goals he sets up. So he's just um, um, always very, very often involved in the goals we score. Um, with the last pass, with the challenge he had before, with the ball, he wins back whatever, or with his own finish and uh, makes him really special. But we all know, we all know. When he sits in a few years um, uh, in, in a studio and works as a pundit, everybody um, will then finally know how, how good he was when, when we were all watching him. But um, sometimes, I don't think for the Liverpool supporters, but for a lot of other players, um, don't appreciate people enough when they are still playing. Um, and for us, it's, it's clear he's an all-time great, um, but in a moment he has to work extremely hard um, to to help us and that's what he's doing and um, so yeah I know he's proud of what he achieved today again 30 goals um, don't know first game first player who scored in nine consecutive home games or whatever um, all really special all really special and um, the numbers are anyway outrageous pretty outrageous yeah Jurgen Klopp there genuine pride and kind of joy in his voice as he speaks about Salah who has had by his standards a poor season but still is the reason Liverpool are on this run and are probably going to get fifth and get European football. Mm-hmm. Like he's, in my opinion, one of the most underestimated players 
ever really he just doesn't steal the headlines in terms of obviously he gets beautiful goals but you just don't appreciate his work rate until you see him live he just works so 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 hard and yeah brilliant player 30 million pounds as well I know that's a lot of money but in football in terms it's not he was an absolute steal and when you work out he's on the 400,000 pound contract which is around 20 something million a year so (laughs) obviously he's earned that back for himself but yeah just a brilliant player and I was surprised to hear Klopp say there Salah the pundit Mm. can't see that happening don't see him have the personality he's too shy too humble would have thought so maybe he's more confident in his native tongue like sometimes your second language yeah, you're doing interviews. and also as a player you're low to say anything controversial but maybe when he retires suddenly we'll realize he's a great tactical thinker like Wayne Rooney surprised me yeah Wayne Rooney has surprised most people very articulate in his writing and gets his point across really well and reads the game possibly to a deeper analysis than yeah. we expected him to do so. Yeah, big yeah. time. I'd always thought that Rooney was um, just like the street footballer. Yeah. But then in hindsight, you think, well, who was the super smart player willing to trek up and down the left-hand side and do a job for United on big European nights? It was him and he understood the importance of that role. Whereas Ronaldo, all due respect, was saying, well, <laughs> yeah. we're not really going to do that. So Rooney had an appreciation, I suppose, of the wider... Uh, picture. So, um, well, that's Mo Salah. We have Dundalk fourth now after yes, last night. Yes, Dundalk went fourth in the SSE Eritrea City Premier Division last night. An 84th minute Keith Ward goal against his former club saw them beat Sligo Rovers 1-0 at the showgrounds. Meanwhile, Celtic can win the Scottish Premiership today and Postacoglu's side will win their second league in as many years if they can beat Hearts. Kickoff at Tynecastle Park is at a quarter past Two, that's kind of gone under the radar. In the WSL, meanwhile, leaders Manchester United are hosting Tottenham. They lead 2-0, approaching half-time in the early game. United came into this three points clear at the top of the table. Second place, Manchester City are away to Liverpool at two. At the same time, Aston Villa go to Reading and Brighton entertain West Ham. This evening then, the champions Chelsea take on Everton in London. The top three there, all still in contention to win that title. Okay. Munster will play Leinster in the last four of the United Rugby Championship next Saturday. That's after beating Glasgow 14-5 in Scotstown last evening. That was the first time the Scottish side had lost at home since January of last year, 2022. Leinster, meanwhile, booked their place in the next round, beating the Sharks 35-5 earlier on at the Aviva Stadium. The game came at a busy time for the Blues, a week on from their Heineken Champions Cup semi-final win over to lose and of course next week game will come just a week before the final head coach Leo Cullen touched upon this while speaking at full time Credit to the players I thought they were excellent there this week just how they went and applied themselves you know, some of the guys coming in for the, the changes obviously to freshen things up and you know trying to deliver for themselves the opportunity that they have as well you know, generally excellent I have to say so um, yeah we're pleased to get through like it's you know I don't think the score really reflected the game if you think about it <clears throat> Obviously, Sharks start well. Um, you know, they've tried chalked off the end. You know, missed a penalty bef- before, turned a couple of shots of goal down before half time. So, um, yeah, so we're we're pleased to get through is is probably the point. And but 
you know, it was a little bit of a scrappy affair, I thought. Um, but as I said, it, it was going to be a, a tricky week this week. We always feared, so we're, we're pleased to be through it. Amazing win for Munster. And obviously Connacht as well on uh, Friday transforms their season. Dan McFarlane, do you suspect it will come under a degree of pressure is the sense in the papers now? There's talk in one piece in the Sunday Times, and I hadn't seen it before, of a divided Ulster camp and some players not signing contracts because they're not enjoying the working environment. I had not seen that before. Maybe that explains what's been going wrong this season at times for Ulster. But there is now pressure on McFarland and there's a a four-month off-season as well, given the World Cup. So plenty of time for all concerned there to stew and things. Great for Connacht. Leinster, you always suspected, would cruise through. But for Munster, you know, from the depths of that defeat to the Sharks in... Europe and with the prospect of two weeks to come in South Africa it looked like it was going to be a miserable finale to their season but in fairness to them last night they were really good in that the first 20 minutes they were not having the better of it but they dug in they had some big players injured a red card certainly aided their cause but um, just a a gutsy typically uh, uh, monstery of old performance (laughs) like that's the first defeat for Glasgow at home in 17 months so it's really, you know, a, a huge scalp. And now the prospect of Munster-Leinster in a semi-final, that certainly uh, lights up the URC in a big way. Yeah, and that'll be at the Aviva and it'll have a sense of occasion yeah, to time. it. Yeah, even though Leinster obviously will bring more to the game on paper in terms of their personnel, but obviously like a packed out Aviva stadium of Munster fans, the game may take on a life of its own. So hopefully yeah. that would be good. And then Connacht, obviously... So three Irish teams in the last four. Yeah, there'll be Stormers in Cape Town. Yes, indeed. That is next Saturday as well. Okay, last couple of stories. Tottenham say they're working with police to investigate an allegation of racism uh, towards Young Min's son during their home Premier League match against Crystal Palace yesterday. The alleged incident took place after the Spurs forward was substituted and walked past the supporter uh, away supporters. Palace, who are helping with the investigation, say anyone found guilty will receive a club ban, while Tottenham want the individual to receive the strongest possible action. We will have Gavin Cooney and Conor McKeown to review the papers after two o'clock. There's a big interview uh, in the Sunday Independent, Paul Kimmage talking to Seamus Power. He's going along very nicely over at the Wells Fargo. Yeah, he's well in contention for a top 10 finish. He'll get his final round of the Wells Fargo Championship on the PGA Tour underway from seven under par this evening. Rory McIlroy, meanwhile, will resume from one under. He's out at two o'clock Irish time, this event in North Carolina. American Wyndham Clark leads the chasing pack by two on 16 under par. And F1 finally. Max Verstappen has serious work to do if he's to win this evening's Miami Formula One Grand Prix. The world champion goes from ninth on the grid. Verstappen's Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez goes from pole position, sharing the front row with Aston Martin's Fernando Alonso, while Carlos Sainz is third for Ferrari. That's underway at half past eight Irish time in Florida. If Verstappen wins that, it's a bit of a joke. As in to go from ninth. Oh, I see. Make his way through the field. Yeah. Well, stranger things. Yeah, he probably will. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just saying, it's a bit ridiculous.